Stay tuned. Connect with Damien and Amanda is about to start. Join us as we cover inspiring topics on health, healing and transformation. We have both lived and breathed transformation in our own lives as practitioners and also the patient. So we'd love to inspire you so that you can empower yourself on your journey to health and happiness. The information shared on the show is general information and should not be used to diagnose or treat a health problem or disease and is not substitute for professional healthcare advice. Always check with your practitioner before you apply anything discussed on our show. So buckle up, strap yourself in and open up your third eye. Because we're here to help you to connect with Damien and Amanda. Hello. Hi, Damien. How are you? Yeah, good. Excellent. Now, so we've got a pretty interesting topic that you wanted to kick off with today. Yeah, I felt it was appropriate to discuss uh, change and um, how we deal with change because it's very appropriate to <laughs> life in general because every day Absolutely. we deal with change. But there are times in our lives when we um, go through significant change. So mm. I wanted to talk about that, how we can... Um, um, the ramifications, the issues that we need to, that, you know, the impact of change and when we don't deal with it and also, um, you know, what we can do about it. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. So it's something we all go through and, um, yeah, as I said, change is inevitable and how we deal with it can really determine our success. And we go through change every day, but sometimes we can go through significant change in our lives from illness a new career the ending of a relationship a personal rebuild death starting a new family like i i mm. can i can already think of so many <laughs> things in that category that i've already gone through yeah. in my life um and what about you demo do you reckon there's significant times of change in your life that oh yeah i think you know you probably find there's you know, different life, what do they call them? Like life milestones. stages and milestones yeah. that you'll go through, you know, whether that be from graduating high school to graduating university to going out into the workforce. Exactly, exactly. To then moving on from there, marriage, kids, all of those sort of things. And then, like you said, you spoke about now, we're probably going through one of the most significant changes that we... Absolutely. Yeah, that we've been through. And we probably don't know how that's going to look just yet. The unsurety yep. of that, how it's going to unfold. And there's so many tools um, that can really help us when we are faced with a lack of surety because the brain naturally wants surety <laughs> and um, we're going to talk about you know really cool things like how the brain will even divert to um, pain that it knows it's sure about absolutely rather than releasing and surrendering to the idea that things might actually work out which yeah. is a very conscious and deliberate action that we sometimes need to really be more aware of mm. um, and so Benjamin Franklin actually has a wonderful quote and he says, change is the only constant in life and one's ability to adapt to those changes will determine your success in life. And I really believe that. It's interesting when I saw that you had that quote in there, which is really cool. Because, yeah, there's another one. What did you say? Change is the only co constant. Yeah, yeah, change is the only constant. Because if you go back to a Greek philosopher named Heraclitus, I think his name was, yeah. he, you know, in the 6th century BCE, he was saying the exact same thing. He was one of those first oh, sort of philosophers yeah. on change and flow, which yeah. is 
really interesting. But yeah, when, when you sort of say that sometimes, people go, oh, what are you talking about? But you know, when yeah. you think about it, the only constant is change. Everything's changing and yeah. evolving. Yeah. You know, and like you said, we've got these smaller changes, but then sometimes you're talking about these radical changes and it's the radical mm. change that can create, you know, there's huge opportunities for growth there, but there's mm. also sometimes a lot of pain and suffering. Absolutely. And if we have um, daily tools that prep us mm. um, to find that inner anchor within our, ourselves and that, you know, we need to believe in ourselves, self-worth, self-esteem is really important for those larger changes that happen in life so that we can grow mm. and learn the lessons that really impacts us on a spiritual level um, and, of course, on a biochemical level and a physical level and an emotional level. So leading me into the topic of how this impacts our well, our wealth, <laughs> our health. It does affect your wealth as well. Sure change does. does. You definitely want change in your bank account. It's true. It's true. But, you know, how we think and feel and what we truly believe about ourselves and our circumstances and change is a mirror image of the biochemistry that we'll fire in our body. And, you know, there's one or two pathways that we predominantly fire in the body and it's growth and repair or survival and stress and when we're in growth and repair we might release our human growth hormones serotonin and dopamine um, neurotransmitters and hormones that really affect our mood our happiness and our ability to repair um, but on the opposite side of the spectrum when um, our our brain perceives threat or we get super stressed out from change um, we, and we're in survival, it's um, a fight, flight or freeze response where we'll fire adrenaline or cortisol or both and um, this can lead to inflammation and stress in the body and not also our brain just frags up. It, our brain integration, we can't think logically. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you get all the blood flow goes away from that prefrontal cortex where you're talking about all that now thinking and that flood of dopamine and all those chemicals. Yeah. It sort of gets diverted back to the areas like the amygdala and the hippocampus. So it goes away from our now thinking and all you, like you said, all you can really think about is how do I get out of this situation? Yeah. How and do I remove myself? You don't myself? have that logical reasoning no. or higher nope. understanding or thinking about, so you can't really problem solve very well when you're in fight or flight. No, not at all. All you're thinking of is worst case scenarios and your brain's backtracking to all the other things that it can compare to to keep you safe yeah and as you know like in our line of work you get a lot of people that that live their life that way like Absolutely. they live their life in survival i did when i was younger yeah. for sure and i didn't even realize i was doing it yeah yeah no it's it's one of those things that we're learning more and more about now and stepping out of survival and like you said being able to repair and thrive is you know that's definitely the place we want to be Mm. coming from for sure and our bodies are designed to survive so this is always going to be the dominant pathway and it takes conscious work to change the brain to reset to fire growth and repair instead of survival and stress so sometimes it really is a deliberate action in which case this is why i love daily rituals that can anchor us mm. that remind us um, to choose our reactions and um, you know to to stay happy and healthy so particularly if you've been going through stress or you've been suffering pain or even illness for a long period of time, this can become our new normal and it feels really familiar. And the brain will go towards the familiar. It will even choose familiar pain to mm. ensure certainty. Isn't that crazy? Oh, yeah. Well, isn't that that old saying, better the devil you know yeah, than the devil you don't? Exactly. <laughs> and so what happens is you're not inclined to get out of your comfort zone and try new things that might actually lead to better health more happiness, you know, yeah, abundance. 
Um, so it takes conscious awareness to get out of our comfort zone as well. So we can create new habits, new thoughts, new beliefs that are going to lead to the mindset that's required for positive change and healing in the body. But getting out of our comfort zone, I really believe um, this stretch is um, what allows us to grow and build our resilience. Yeah, and you, when you're talking about that comfort zone before and you were talking about the neurochemicals earlier as well. So obviously we want things like the dopamine for the motivation, the serotonin and things like that for the feel-good part of it. But we actually do need like a small amount of anxiety or a small amount of just – there needs to be that motivation for change there. And that actually kicks us into a higher gear. So yeah. it's like the goal has got to be worth it. Yeah. So we stretch that so little bit further. So fear is um, important. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and healthy. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to walk out in front of a bus. Like, you need, you know, <laughs> you true. don't want to go and pat the lion. Like, there's <laughs> got to be a bit of a, a – fear is there. Obviously, we want to sometimes be able to transform that fear into courage. Yeah, that's right. And that's when we can really start to make some change. You know, I usually give that story when I'm in session about the – like the anxiety of you're at you're at Sea World or you're at Dream World and you're lining up for the roller coaster mm. and you're going oh you know what if the bolts fall out what happens if it goes upside down and mm. I fall out or whatever you finally get on there you know you do the roller coaster you go oh god that was the most amazing thing in the world let's line up and do it all again yeah yeah you get that exhilaration and that flow but there was that sort of moment of anxiety or fear or mm. things that were there but you wanted to do it still it's like no no I still want to do it I still want to do it and that applies to the things we overcome in our lives oh, too sure. right that yeah, exhilaration yeah. you feel when you achieve it and yep. you were so so scared about doing it before and then when you overcome that that real exhilaration that comes over you and that's what stretches you and change and allows you to reimagine what's possible for you in terms of what you're capable of and what you can yeah, achieve absolutely I mean learning there's there's a certain amount of pain and anxiety that comes with learning yeah you know, you think about, like I, I teach some complex subjects in my kinesiology courses and you can see at the start of the course, you can see the anxiety, you yeah. can see, you know, but, but then by the end of the weekend it flows and it comes together and they go, oh, you know, I, I get, get this. It. Yeah. I get it, yeah. You know, things like that. And, you know, back when I was a school teacher many moons ago, you know, teaching grade six fractions was probably one of the most <laughs> challenging things you'll ever teach. <laughs> I like, Yeah, so, I mean, there's, you know, that anxiety that comes from learning but then, mm. you know, like I said, the flow that comes with it once you actually get into that state of, oh, no, I got this, I can do this and the so momentum. Exactly. And that's why dealing with change and getting um, – changing how we look at it – and, um, you know, becoming more comfortable with change mm. is truly how we um, – it determines the success of our life because it dictates how we show up in the world yep. and everything um, – all of that is a mirror image of the biochemistry you'll fire in your body, how stressed you are, how you manage your emotions, how you manage your thoughts and that sometimes unnecessary dialogue that comes in sure. about – your circumstances and what you're going through yeah. and your ability to elevate and rise above and see things from a bit of a higher angle to get out of your story yeah, is yeah. what's going to change your life and your health. And so let's move into some of the issues we face uh, when we're um, dealing with change. And t change can be painful and sometimes we assume it's not for the best and we strive for surety. And when we are stressed, we tend to revert to old programs that are fear-based because at least they are familiar. And so as a result, we might play, might play small in our lives and we become bored and dissatisfied. You know it. You know that feeling in your soul <laughs> when you're just like, 
<laughs> this is not enough. Yeah, yeah. But yep. you know, but there's a part of you that's also too scared to try more or try new things. But I mean, that's that push pull and that yeah, inner yeah. conflict we talk yeah. about, which serves a purpose um, of, you know, <laughs> why we're really yeah, here and absolutely. what we're here for. And our soul stops growing and we become. When we, when we don't honour that and we don't listen to that, we can become unwell and off-purpose mm, in life. Yeah, like I know, and you probably you know, relate to some of this as well, that there's that part of you that you've got that, that voluntary search for knowledge. So you'll go out and seek new fun things to do and things to explore and, you know, and it's all exciting and it's great and it's fun, but it's also pretty safe too. Mm. And then there's those roadblocks or those challenges that you'll come up against. It's like, oh, okay, now let's see what I'm really made of. Yes. And they're the things that, you know, revert you down a few pegs in evolution that you were talking about before. Exactly. So we can, you know, we can have this sort of sense of us that goes out and explores and it's all easy and great. But then there's those, like you said, those soul challenges or those really, mm. you know, those things in life that, that make you need to kick up a gear and find that courage within, which is, you know, and that's, I think, what you were talking about with a lot of this stuff, the stuff that creates the real transformation in mm. our life. And if you um, practice every day um, how to manage and deal with change, see it with more um, familiarity, positive mindset, um, just with the everyday change that we go through, which may not may not be as full on, in those times where real adversity and mm, big change mm. come, you're prepared. Absolutely, yeah. You're prepared. Yeah. And yeah. that is what our work is really about, isn't it? Yep, is, is how yeah. to do that. Because the end goal, I mean, yes, you want better health. Yes, you want happiness. Yes, you want more connection in your relationships. But it's all about transforming and becoming the version of yourself that you were you were born to be here mm, mm. on a spiritual level as well. Yeah, because you've got that gap between or you've got that the desire for change and the resistance for change. So, mm. you know, like when we get people that come and see us that have got some of these really sort of significant illnesses, mm. you know, they want to change because they want to minimise their suffering. Yeah. So for a lot of the times it's like how much suffering are we happy to, to mm. put up with? Totally. Know? Like to sit sit with it, yeah. But, yeah, but being better, like getting better, like we've got to welcome errors and we've got to welcome yeah. failures and we've got to, you know, in order to create that transformation. Absolutely. I think it's really important. Like I often talk about there's fear of failure and there's also fear of success. Yeah. And, you know, for a lot of times some people are actually scared of what they're actually capable of from it's a true. positive sense. So, and you know, what, yeah. why is that, do you reckon? It just sounds crazy, doesn't it? And it's absolutely true. But why are we so freaked out about our power and success? Well, I think um, before when you were talking about uh, like going into new situations and things like that, I think that when you go into a new situation, you start to things start to change in your brain. Like there's genes turn on and new proteins start to encode and new things start to flow. Yeah. So your brain moves out of that normal structure. You know, say the brain wants a guaranteed outcome. It likes to be in that, you know, in that safe zone. So when you move out of that safe zone, I think sometimes like that, that's that fear of your own power of what you're capable of. It's like that, that's what's saying that fear of the success because well, I'm not actually sure what's going to happen here. Like it could be amazing, What's this about? It feels yeah. so unfamiliar. So it's the unknown, yeah. So it's the fear of the unknown yeah. there. And it's also about if you, you you tend to separate from the tribe a bit more when you follow your path like that, don't mm. you? It's a bit more yep. of a loner's journey. Am oh, I going to sure. be? Am I going to belong still? Am yep. I going to be accepted yep. if I rise above and step into my power? Yeah. So when we look at chaos and order, so when we step into those new situations, the brain might unlock all these new aspects. You go, wow, but there's a lot of chaos there. Yeah. And it takes some time to reformulate that order for you to go, oh, okay, no, this is all right. We can, we can 
go with this. And how you manage your emotions again and your thoughts and how you can dissociate your... Well, not dissociate, but how you can stop yourself when you know you're putting unnecessary dialogue into a situation that just needs observing. Oh, that's interesting, isn't that? I can see myself getting angry here. I can see the fear rising up. I can feel that rigidity. Oh, cool, yeah, that's that. And then learning how to just sit with the difficult emotion so that it can then transform into something else or just even vanish from the body rather than holding on to it and then it gets stuck and, you know, then you need to yeah. come and have a session with us. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, change is happening all the time. You know, when the great thing about these podcasts is you and I have these conversations, you say something really cool and I go, oh, wow, I didn't, I didn't really know that, I didn't understand, you could look at it that way. And, that, and, and then I let go a part of me so that part of me dies off and goes, oh, yeah, there's a, there's a cooler way you can do that. So that part dies off and I grow a bit of, of a new me, you know, yep. that's hopefully a bit more integrated than what it was before. So I think that we're doing it moment to moment all the time. It's just that when we hit the big ones, yep, it's like, yep. okay, well, that's when we're talking about needing these tools for transformation and the ability to just observe it, sit with it, okay, right, what do I do yeah. with this? Rather than, like you said, going into those fight-flight responses. Because yeah. once we go into a fight-flight response, we get the adrenaline gets into our system and the cortisol and they've all got a half-life. So we actually have to live that out. Yeah. Even if we go, oh, no, it's all right, it's just a false alarm, yeah. you've still got all those the chemicals running through your yeah. body and the anxiety and the feelings there. And I know that any time I've gone through those big challenges in my in my life I've needed help and that's mm. okay like we sometimes do need um, you know assistance outside of ourselves to get through those trying times when our brain's just not yeah, working yeah. Yeah. and that's the part of the ego where you've got to welcome errors and admit that you were wrong yeah of so course. no matter how small it might be or how big it might be you know be, that's one that. of the best things you can do as a human admit is you're to wrong. Do, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I totally yeah. believe that yeah. I really think that if you can be that person it's like oh yeah I can see where I was wrong there or you know I can admit yeah, yeah. fault you are opening up um, vulnerability you are opening up trust and poor and within that other person that you're yep. interacting with if you can just be that person that goes oh yeah no I own that I can see where yeah. I, I went wrong there or even to yourself being able to admit that mm. means um, you can let go of shame you yep. can let go of guilt um, which are all emotions that you know can be really intoxicating hold us back Oh, Intox- yeah. I can't say that word. Intoxicating. Intoxic- thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and by doing all that stuff, you're welcoming change, which is what we're talking about here. Exactly. So by releasing all of that stuff, yeah, exactly. you, you, you allow in some new. Yeah, so important for our growth and being on purpose and being happy. So disconnection um, is important. So our podcast is about connection, but to understand connection, we must look at what disconnects us. Mm. And so disconnection and adversity is key. So in our early years, well, whilst we navigate life and its changes, the highs and the lows, we tend to seek answers and connection from external sources, right? However, when adversity comes, we are forced to go within. And I believe that all we seek externally must be found within us first. And our setbacks and the more difficult times that we face can end up being gifts, allowing us to awaken, connecting to the power that we have within ourselves that was there the whole time, Mm. but sometimes we don't notice it until we're forced to go within to find it. And, um, And this is also how we can heal. 
And I'm so passionate about mastering change for this very reason. Um, and we have to deal with change all of the time, but sometimes it can be a positive and exhilarating experience, but other times it can feel like the worst pain in the world and it sucks and it can be really overwhelming. So how we deal with change uh, will dictate how stressed we become. And when we are healing from illness, we really want to maximise flexibility, positivity and courage because we all deal with change differently and that's okay. But this week's podcast is looking at how you can support yourself with a daily ritual of connection that can help you to remain anchored when change comes. So how important are your daily rituals to you, Damien? Oh, massive. I mean, if you listen to the to the last podcast, you'll even see those those simple things that I do every day. So like the the, the movement and the diet, yeah. my, you know, and other things I haven't probably spoken about yet though, but like meditation and breath work that I do every day. Yeah. For me, all those foundations of health are, are non-negotiables for me. And you when know. you don't do them, you know, the days where you just oh, don't do your sure. what happens? What do you notice? Oh, you, you do. You feel, you may, you may be not be as centred, you may not be as grounded, you know, you just feel a bit off. You don't have that flow and that, for me, it's that flow and that space that you have within your vessel. Like you just go, oh, there's some space there. You don't want to feel like every nook and cranny is taken up with, you know, something else. So, yeah, obviously that helps if we have like a morning and evening ritual. Yeah, but, yeah. but I've also noticed that in the split of a second, in a moment, when you're feeling really rigid or you're just not okay today, there is something that can just blow it apart. Blow a circuit. Yeah, yeah. In a good way. Yeah. So it brings you back. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other ways. Can, yeah, so you come from the chaos, you can bring yourself back to more of that order. Yeah. Yeah, because the brain likes to be, it doesn't like to be chaotic and it doesn't like to be rigidly ordered. It likes just to be slightly less ordered, a little bit of flexibility there. Yeah, so yeah. it likes, you know, the brain likes to operate with that, that little, it likes to be organized, but it likes to have a bit of flexibility as well. Yeah. And yeah. that's what you're saying. There's some of those things that just bring you back in. So what would they be with you? What's that sort of, what's that oh, moment? I just remember there's, I just really, I've, I've noticed that, you know how you can go through life and you're like, nothing's changing, nothing. When's it going to get better? Or, you know, you might have a goal in your mind. When's it going to happen? But we forget that miracles or super amazing things that enlighten you or dramatically change your biochemistry, um, healings mm. happen in a split second of a moment. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You come and, into the present moment. Yeah, and mm. I guess, yeah, what, what are those things? I don't even know. I think they're just realisations. It could be a circumstance, an event. It can be a collection of things, but the point is they happen. Mm, absolutely. They happen and we forget. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you get – you transcend above your mind, I think, in a lot of those situations. So you – I mean, I know it's funny. Like I can be at work all day. I'm in a flow state. You know, I've, I've worked on people – haven't really thought about much else other than just my day-to-day -day session in, session out type stuff. I'll get back in the car, you're driving home, then all of a sudden all the thoughts will just flood back again. And yeah, you'll right. go, oh, whoa, I'd forgotten how much, like what it feels like to think. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I think those moments when you can quieten down a lot of the senses and a lot of those faculties and you just get more into a flow state, yeah, you just, you know... And that's like when we meditate and, you know, they've even done a lot of research on the different types of meditation where you can shut an area of the brain down that basically uh, changes where your body starts and finishes. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is you can get yourself into a state where you just feel 
oneness. So, yeah. so you're not sure where your hand is, not sure where your foot is. You know, your field expands out. And I mean, a lot of people that do yoga and a lot of meditation have these experiences all the time, or they're on retreat. They have these transcendental things where they sort of feel like they they melt into the everything. Mm. You know, and again, it's 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 definitely. Um, Sorry, gonna gonna not sure if I'm gonna cough or what I'm gonna do there, but <laughs> I'm all right now. Um, but they can uh, completely forgot what I was talking about. What was I talking? I was talking about being on retreat, Med- meditation when we transcend and our space oh, yeah. opens up. Yeah, yeah. So you know, a lot of people that are on retreats have these experiences all the time. That's true. Or when they're listening to a healer speak, yeah. or you know, uh, yeah. So um, the mind settles down, the brain chemistry changes, and yeah. So it's amazing what we can do by just changing our thoughts and our beliefs and, and letting go our environment and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So I, I really believe that disconnection impacts a lot of things. Um, for example, our relationship with ourselves, our um, relationships in our lives, um, our inner dialogue changes when we're in that disconnect, um, our confidence, our self-esteem, the decisions that we make, how we interact with our colleagues and family and friends how we therefore perceive our environment and, of course, you know, the biochemistry in our body that that reflects um, and our potential for healing. Mm. So you think that when we go into those more negative states, we get a bit more... When we're disconnected. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So a bit more wide for worst-case scenario. Yeah, exactly. And it really impacts the direction of our lives and Mm. our health. Everything sucks for some people. But we know it. We know it when we're Mm. off path. We know it deep within us. Our connection is always there no Mm. matter how much we try and dim it. But the point is if, if, you know, you start your day right and you end your day right in in whatever's right for you, in whatever connects you and reminds you to get out of your head, closing all the tabs and just opening that heart – um, can truly um, amplify that inner resource that's really always there to guide you. Mm. That helps. Like I know that whether I've been dealing with change or adversity or illness or I've been on top of my game and I've had to make pretty big decisions in companies, mm. um, I've had to be tr- truly connected to my inner guidance and source. And the answers come. When you're connected, you, um, you do feel an inner guidance and it, you know it's you but it's something guiding you and you know when you're making the right choices. You know when you're in flow. Um, and for me, I just want to maximise that every day. Like I just can't yeah. think of anything better and I really think that's been a huge um, player in, in how I've managed to keep my MS dormant for 11 years now. Mm. I really believe that's a yeah, huge part absolutely. of it. Absolutely. So no matter how sort of big or small that challenge might be, during the day, it's probably asking that question, okay, so what do we do when we find ourselves in a place of suffering? Mm. So whether, you know, today's just not going well for me because it's a bad day at work or, you know, or it could be through to the, you know, I've got a diagnosis for a a certain illness that I now need to manage, you know, in order to have a good life. So what's some of those things that you think can really help? So if we find ourselves in that place of suffering... Yeah, exactly. Um, Great question. I think what we talked about in our third first podcast remember how you spoke about just observing it Mm. is a really good first step because you know if you're just in the middle of the day and you realize oh i'm not good today yeah just 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 calling it and just naming it and going oh cool yep i observe that's what's going on and just finding that gentleness within yourself so that that can create a bit more flow in the moment 
And there always is that moment to have that awareness and that mindfulness and to note. Where we are talking about before, you can go into that fight, flight, survival thing, you know, like that. Yeah. But there is that moment where you can have that aha moment where you're just like, oh, okay. And that's, you know, like we've spoken about when we um, draft out these shows, you know, what's the problem, what's the solution? It's the same thing, that mindfulness is, okay, right, what is this? What's going on? Yeah. You know, okay, then when you look at it a bit more objectively, you can Mm. start to work out a solution. When I was young, the way I used to handle that was crap. What I used to, (laughs) (laughs) just saying, (laughs) what I used to do was I used to be really hard on myself and I didn't know it at the time. But if I wasn't okay. I've stuffed up, you mean? Yeah, just in my head and like I wouldn't be gentle on myself Mm. and I would just push even harder and try even harder and wouldn't take the rest or the moment to just go, oh, that's cool. I'm just Mm. not okay today. I didn't know how to do that and created such rigidity and a jam in my mind and body that it just really held me back and I just didn't know any other way because you know who who really teaches us how to manage our emotions and um thoughts in that way um and you know I think I think what we learn growing up and we take on how our parents manage this as well our environment I mean that's how we learn Mm. but we can always create our own way yeah yeah you know and that's where we move into that you know that next stage of evolution where it's like yeah I'm not I want to do it differently. Mm, mm. I don't want to do it the way that my family does or whatever tribe or what community you're a part of. And that's where you can break away and go, yeah, I think that um, I think there's a better way. And I think, you know, I've got, I definitely resonate with multiple times where that's happened for me and I've had to go out on a solo journey. Yep. I mean, I'm a twin. I'm very connected to my yep. mum and dad. I'm partly Croatian, so that real family tie is yep. there. And this can be a really hard thing to do. Yeah, yeah. So if you go back to your younger self, how do you then deliver that information to your younger self? Because you could come back now with the Amanda wisdom of 2020 and, you know, and, and your 14 or your 18 or your 21 year old self still, you know, flips you the bird and says, Absolutely, yeah. Cause yeah. she's always there. Thanks, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. Yeah. And look, I, I have a meditation for that actually in a you know, child mm-hmm. type meditation, yeah. which I'll take my clients through too, if they're in, where I feel like they just really need to talk to that inner child and, yeah. It's very much about, you know, sort of, you know, the breath and getting connected and um, getting into your meditation any which way that you you do that for you. And then, you know, I take them into a garden and then imagine that that young girl, for me, that 14-year-old comes through and sits with me on a rug and I, I get her to embrace me, my, my 40-year-old self and then my 14-year-old self embraces me in my arms and we connect and we hug and I let her... Just tell me what she needs to hear or she talks to me and I might then have some words for her and then we have this moment of in that time and space and we clear something. Mm. It's profound, the healing I've seen when I've, when I've done that in session. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. So, yeah, because you've got that sort of the cellular memory or that systemic memory hypothesis where, you know, like those different timelines still store the charge of that situation. Yeah. So when you see a lot of, you know, people that might do trauma release therapy and they'll get the tremors and the releases and things like that. Yeah. It's amazing. But, yeah, like you're saying, is you can do that sort of um, age recession or whatever you might want to call it where you can go yeah. back and start, yeah, do that with meditation. So that's really cool. So yeah. do you do that on yourself in your own meditations? I have done it before. Cool. So I started doing it with clients and it just felt right and then I realised, oh, this could be actually a meditation you could do for yourself. Mm, mm. But um, the meditation and connection is so important and uh, I really use meditation as a tool to quiet 
my mm. mind. Because yep. every day we'll wash our bodies because yep. we know that we need to for hygienic purposes or what have you. But I think that we really need to not just wash our minds of yesterday's thoughts, old redundant ideas that aren't serving us anymore, but a way of emptying mm. our minds so that we let go of thought and we can sit with our emotions um, and observe them more um, and we don't get stuck in the mind because, you know, when we're stuck in the mind, it just it's not productive. No, 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 not at all. And that's the thing. It's become, in Western society, it's become the dominant faculty. So we've grown up and our minds served us well. It's true. So therefore... It becomes the dominant, you know, the master. Yeah. You know, where it should be more like a, a willing servant and, and it, not the master. Yeah. Intellect is important mm. and we need thoughts at times. Yep. Yep. But if we come from a space of being truly tapped into our um, heart space and intuition and guidance, mm. and then we use thought in a different way, yep. it just so much just becomes possible yeah, for you. I mean, the, the, yeah, absolutely. The intellect's there for studying and memorising and things like yeah. that. But it, it shouldn't be the dominant faculty that, no. that takes charge of every decision you make. Because like you said, there's sometimes you go, we should just do this because it feels good. It's like, yeah. you know, like food. Oh, I should eat this because it, you know, it makes me feel good. Yeah. Rather than, oh, no, I can't eat that because it has X, Y, Z. It's got this amount of fat and this amount of sugar. And, you know, yeah. there's, there's certain things that you just need to go with intuition and feeling yeah. as well. Because when you do quiet in your mind and you go with your intuition, that's where your guidance comes. And a regular routine is an opportunity to go within to boost our inner anchor. And this is how you can strengthen your mind, giving yourself the best environment to achieve a higher understanding of your circumstances so you can see what you're going through from a, a, a higher view almost like you're sitting on top of a mountain another mm. meditation yep. that you I know you love doing as well because you helped me with that where you um, you love sort of connecting to your chakras don't you and then coming up into the spinal energy and then I and then from there you can connect to your higher self yes absolutely so I mean I grew up on the Mornington Peninsula and I use the example of you've got your higher self that sits up there on Arthur's seat. Yeah, yeah. It's got a much better view out of everything. But then you've got the ego that's down there in Rosebud or Dramana and it's just trying to go through all the roads and find its way through. Yeah. Whereas when we can connect to the higher self, that's where we get the the intuition and the great creative ideas and that's where songs come from and artwork and all those yep. sort of things. It's like, yeah. wow, where did that come from? Yeah. Like you said before, it's still you. Yeah. It's just another aspect of you that's beyond the mind. Exactly. But from that view, higher viewpoint, you can see more. Oh, for sure. You can see further out. Yeah, yeah. So you can understand more about, if you use it as a metaphor for your yep. life, you can see all the reasons why everything's yep. happening. You can connect all the dots. Yep. And with that higher understanding comes inner peace. Yep, absolutely. Inner wellness. But from the, you know, from Dramana or the lower ground, what were the streets down yeah, yeah, there yeah, yeah. yeah yeah if you're living from the ground floor or um with a less of a high perspective then all you can see is what's in front of you and we're yeah. more reactive yeah and i've i've asked you this question a few times i know as well when i've and i say this to myself it's like all right higher self what would you do in this situation yeah, great and, question and to i ask. know you you've often said to me yeah no it wasn't what i was thinking before because <laughs> <laughs> it always is, it just creates a whole new shift in mindset so it's like yeah. all right higher self what would you do here and it's usually not what i'm going through this rumination or pensiveness or you know this rigidity over that's a really great just, tool in yeah. the moment where you catch yourself you're not you're yeah. not quite right today 
observe it, right? Yeah. Observe it. And then do exactly what you just said. Yeah, because my spiritual or meditation practices are, are relatively simple. You know, there's a lot of breath work, a lot of meditation that I do, connecting to that higher self, but then trying to take that connection into my daily life so I make better decisions. I think it's such a great thing you just raised. I think asking in the moment, now what would my oh. higher self do? Yeah. And Hello, you might get self. Hello. Welcome back. What would you like? Yeah. Um, don't say it out loud, but just <laughs> <laughs> say it in your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, hello there. Welcome back. Hi, higher self. Mm-hmm. Let me just, let me just, you know, you can't stop in the middle of a meeting and go, let me just ask my higher yeah, self. But yeah. in your mind, well, you can. Well, it should be, a, a, that's why that meditation is <laughs> important because it becomes a connection. Yeah. It's like a network cable needs to be plugged back yeah. in and you've got, it's like, to me, all of this is you. You might as well put it all online and work with it. You mm. know, you've got a physical mm. body, you've got an energy body, you've got mm. an emotional body, you know, you've got a mental body, spiritual body. Why not just connect them all together and actually yeah. navigate the world that way? Well, that's why. In my um, meditation course that I've just written, I take um, everyone through how to get there where you can literally ask – I ask all my questions on the meditation mat, particularly ones that I'm going through in my life where I don't have the answers yet and Mm. that's okay. To not have the answers yet is totally cool and that's a new revelation for me Mm. is to go, you know, I'm not good today or I don't have the answers to – how Yet. we're going to get through <laughs> yeah. coming back to work, yep. how we're going to deal with what we're doing, all the – I don't know, yep. but that's cool. It's Absolutely. okay. But my mind wouldn't think that. Yeah. My mind would be like, I'm so not okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're all going from this – you know, it is like that hero's journey or the story of Buddha, Jesus, whatever you want to call it. It's, it's that where we move from the known to the unknown. So we come out of the walled garden and now we go out into this mm. – like there's a whole new reality now. We've actually woken up in yeah. a whole new reality. Correct. It's ne- yeah. Life's never going to be as yep. it was before. and yep. that's, But that's cool. Yep. And, and it's that's... a radical change. Now, sometimes, mm. obviously, with radical changes, there's actually – there can be more pain and punishment and suffering, but there's also humongous potential for growth and change. God, yeah. So right now there's a – you know, the whole way we now choose to, to work can radically change. So, you know, the old sort of – I suppose, idea of, you know, there was this thought that you still just had to go to work even if you were sick. You know, you just rocked up. Unless you were, you know, on yep. death's doorstep, you still came into work. And it was almost like a sign of weakness. Yeah. Yeah, if you stayed home. But that's changed now. Whereas now it's like, no, stay away. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that's what it should have been all along. Just Correct. to allow people's cortisol rhythms to reset. Mental to their health Im- days. Yeah, their, their immune systems to reset. Yeah. Like that's one of the things. It's almost like Mother Nature. Like I saw this um, thing on Facebook where it was like Mother Nature sent us all to our rooms for being... <laughs> being bad oh what's that other one i love the other one of you know oh i can um oh, i can't stop a whole world in its tracks and then mother nature said here yeah. hold my beer <laughs> i loved it it was yeah, so yeah. good that's well, true it's like and, and that's the whole thing is that we've got the illusion that we're in control because mm. here's a classic mm. example go back to january and then move no. into march and april no. it's like you know but i had these plans for 2020 yeah. this is what was going to unfold but how we deal with this right now with what we're all going through mm. is what's going to determine um, what unfolds next for you and you're either going to grow and, and create something better and more in line with, you know, a happier yep. and healthier life of true connection yep. and growth or you could pick a different path that's just going to create more suffering mm. and rigidity 
um, and fear yeah. um, and trying to <laughs> stick to your old ways. Um, and so from a broader perspective, um, when we see high on, on top of the mountain, this allows us to understand more about our situation and we're less reactive and we're more open to noticing um, possibility around us. And that's how I'm navigating my way through the situation is I'm trying to remain anchored and calm so that I can try and I'm able to see more solutions around me that I normally wouldn't see before. Yeah. And that's really required right now, isn't it, to be able to notice more opportunity around us. Oh, well, what is next? Yeah, absolutely. Well, just remember, humans are actually phenomenal creatures. Is that the right word? It's true. Human beings. Like, we have this amazing potential to do anything. Yeah. So, and, and that's the thing at the moment. Like, think about all the people throughout time that have done phenomenal things. Like, you've got that same encoding within you. Yeah. So, you can be a change agent right now. Correct. You know, if you feel like you want to step up to the plate and, and change something about the way your life has been or what you want to see in the world, you can actually do that Even right if you've never now. been like that before. Absolutely. You could just in the blink of an eye become yep. that person. Yeah, and it doesn't mean you have to step onto the world stage. That can be in your local community. Correct. That can be within your family. Exactly. That can be within your workplace. There's this huge opportunity now to go, you know what, this is the way I actually want things to unfold moving forward. Have yeah. the courage, you know, get that drive to step up to the plate and go, you know what, this is what I'd like. Yep. Um, and so I, what, what I do is I, I really use meditation as one of the pre, um, predominant ways every morning and night to really um, reset my state because, you know, we are all going through stuff and there are days and nights where I don't feel okay. Mm, mm. So what I do is I, I meditate. For you morning and night. Yeah, I try. Yeah, cool. You know, that's good. Yeah, I don't – I morning for me, I wake up and I'm ready to go. Like I wake up, it's like, right, let's achieve some stuff. So yeah. those those morning hours for me are right. I'm, I'm into it. I'm in that flow state that's of productivity. Good. But at night, I need it you to need really – yeah, it's amazing for me at night. Yeah. One of the best things that I can do. Same thing with yeah. exercise for me. I'm better to exercise yeah. at night um, than meditation – um, and that's my perfect wind-down routine at night. works really well for me. See, I find it hard getting to the night ones. I find the morning one is my absolute yeah, need, yeah. need yeah. because it's how it sets me up for the day. Mm. Um, and then also what I watch and what I surround myself with, whether it's I read something, a book I'm reading at the moment, that's how yep. I start my day, or whether I might put on YouTube and watch some Eckhart Tolle or yep. um, something that inspires me and reminds mm. me of life is good, everything's okay, you can change your brain. I just flood my mind with stories of possibility, mm -hmm. you know, all that. Set that's yourself up for the day, yeah. yeah. A lot of people are like that. Even with exercise, I find there's some people that go, I have to exercise in the morning because it just sets me up for the day. Yeah. It feels so much better. Obviously, the brain chemicals, the flow that gets yeah. going through their brain. Yeah, so it's so that's one of the things with your rituals and your routines. Make them unique, uniquely you. It's what works yeah. for you. That's right. Yeah, and that's, that's one right. of the things that I always do, you know, like in clinic. It's like trying to create the ultimate sort of lifestyle program for someone that suits them. And, yeah. you know, so their work, their family life, their, you know, hobbies and things like that, things that they like becomes yeah. important. Yeah. So if something doesn't work for you, change. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this podcast is all about that, change. That's right. Yeah. 
Um, the exercise program I um, created for myself that works for me is I target emotions that are related to the muscles I'm working on when I'm stretching or exercising. Yeah. So in my ebook called Body Ebook, um, which is in my shop online, you when you there's a at home stretch and functional training program you can do, but you think of these emotions that you might need to be releasing, such as anger or fear or welcoming in positive emotions of feeling more supported. Um, and that that's the way that I love to cleanse my mind and body all at the same time. But a daily practice of meditation can shift our approach to setbacks and how we deal with change and the more difficult times that we face. And wouldn't it be lovely to see them as a wonderful detour designed to change the course of our lives towards a new path that we're actually ready to walk? So if you're calm and you're anchored and you've you know, you've meditated and um, done whatever you want to do in the morning to, to make you more flexible and open to change, wouldn't you be more inclined to try new things? Wouldn't you be more inclined to see setbacks, quote, quote, really mm. as a, more of a gift of, oh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm being guided to a new way. Whereas the mind would go, no, 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 that's unfamiliar. No, I can't do that. That's different. I'm too scared. Um, and, and you'd reject it. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree with everything you say. The, the interesting thing is those people that are really hardwired and rigid, it's getting them to see that ability to go, oh, yeah, this is actually a positive. You know, some people get so stuck in their ways and yeah. we just do it this way, we do it this way, we do it this way. Yeah. And, and creating, allow, getting that window of opportunity, that's the word I was looking for, yeah. with those people. It's like, what's that window of opportunity that just goes, oh, yeah, we could try this a different way. And everything you said is, you know, that's just positive psychology. It's, mm. you know, there's so much research that shows you, and when you're talking about your morning ritual, all of those things that just set you up for the day, they're fantastic because you are. You're, you're more wired to look for the positives in the world. Yeah. You're actually, your brain's going to be seeking out positives rather and than doom and gloom. And we need that right oh, now. Bloody oath, for like, sure. I would be doing it as a bottom line. And um, so we love the familiar and we love surety, but without the resilience that allows us to get out of our comfort zone, to expand, to learn and to grow... There's a part of us that dies on the inside. Mm. Have you ever felt like that? Oh, for sure. I think, you know, and that's amazing feedback though. Like that's great biofeedback to create change. It's like, it's yeah. It's there for a reason, it's, isn't You it? don't want those things to sit there and grow and fester and become no. like, you know, Shrek swamp over 20 years. Well, I believe that physical symptoms are often a sign mm. of that. Yep. That we're not listening to something, we're not addressing something or we've suppressed something. Um, and the process we go through... Um, to overcome adversity um, is actually teaching us to become a whole new version of ourselves. So I invite you all to welcome change as a good thing today. Even if it feels unfamiliar, it takes practice to make the unfamiliar our new normal. And an elevated state brings clarity. It is like seeing our life from the top of that mountain. And this allows us to achieve a higher understanding of what's going on. And I believe that we are here to experience expansion and awakening and we need our challenges to get us there. So, you know, when I go through challenges at the time or when I'm foreseeing them coming up, I'm not happy, Jan. Like, it's, I'm, not, I'm not into it. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> looking back, I see all of my challenges as the perfect exam and I'm grateful for them because I yeah. understand the growth and how they got me always, by the way, always to a better place. Yeah. Always. Yeah, yeah. Never yeah. to a worse place, ever. Yeah. No, absolutely. But we, but we, some, we often believe it's going to be changed for the worst. Yeah. Um, so challenges can be hard, but when we know um, what we don't want, this also births the desire within us that is a catalyst for creation. 
inspiring us to create what we do want. So, you know, the power of polarity. We don't know what we want until we kind of know, don't know what we want. And when the soul can grow, it feels expansive and we feel joy and we're able to forgive, we can heal um, and we can embrace the lessons. Um, so from this high perspective, we are able to connect deeper within ourselves and with the people in our lives, which I really think is so important. Connection. Yeah. yeah especially at the moment. I mean, that's the great thing about this week is that, you know, you can go out and connect. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm still haven't got my head around it yet. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's you know, because, I mean, they're aware, I shouldn't say they, but, you know, when we look at governing bodies and the things that are going on now, you know, like when we look at the... I suppose, the immune things that were set in by the social distancing and, and all those sort of things, you know, they were there for a reason. Mm. But then, you know, now it's like, okay, it's time to go out and connect because there's a huge importance to that as well. Like isolation doesn't work well yeah. long-term for, for anybody. No, 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 no. You know, even, um, you know, you're talking about chakras before. It was interesting because they were – I remember reading – um, some papers on the heart chakra. You know, there's things like heart math and they've done a lot of the studies yeah. on the neurons and the heart and things. And a lot of animals that live in isolation don't develop that same neurology and that same heart chakra yeah. that that like humans do or animals that live in, you know, herds or tribes and things like that. So having that connection to people is just oh, hugely important. Connection is a need that, you know, we not only require for survival but also for happiness, stress reduction and healing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And a daily practice of meditation can be a ritual that anchors us into our morning and it brings surety and an opportunity to elevate our mindset to be greater than our challenges and our fears. So um, to give you guys a, um, a tool out there, um, there's lots of ways you can meditate and I have some guidance in one of my ebooks um, called um, Purpose on my shop on amandacampbell.com.au um, and of course you can come and one day when we come back, you can come and see us and mm. do some one-on-ones with, I know Damien's really good at um, customising a meditation that works for you according to what you're going through. Yeah. Um, so the other way that I like to cleanse and wash my mind um, is journaling. Mm. I love journaling. It's I love journaling positive and negative emotions and this is a way to get them out of my head and onto paper. It closes the tabs in my mind and it brings clarity and allows for transformation of pain rather than suppressing it within the systems of our bodies. Um, for example, our central nervous system and the body is truly connected structurally, biochemically, emotionally and energetically. I love journaling and use this ritual every morning and night to wash and empty my mind. It sets up my focus and I can adjust my state. And it's a simple but effective tool that really amplifies my results and it allows um, me to measure my progress and it keeps mm. me on track. So I have a journal ebook as well and um, I designed morning and evening questions that really helps me and my clients to, you know, in quote, quote, to do the work. Um, it helps to bring into your awareness what is good, what isn't good and labelling it so you can just sort of close the, you know, the, the unnecessary dialogue that we, you know, get jammed with in our heads. Do you like journaling, Damien? Yeah, and I think those, you know, like I was talking before, the, the using that positive psychology to structure those questions definitely helps you look for the positives in the day. So things like I'll often, you know, say to my kids, you know, like what's, three great things that happened today or what's three, you yeah. know, great things you did for other people and then just planting that sort of, I suppose, those seeds, yeah. you know, it starts to, you know, get their brain to look it's for really those cool things in the world. Yeah, yeah, to do with the family at the dinner table. So they're really important just, you know, questions even for us to use as well. Yeah. One of the other things um, uh, I'll say to some of those 
people too that I've found with journaling that like structure or too much structure is um, I really like automatic writing as well. Yeah. So, you know, because some people go, oh, but I made a mistake. I didn't quite answer that question. And it's not about that. Like no. sometimes just having a page and just spew out like a stream of consciousness, it whatever's there. It, it doesn't it? Oh, That's, for sure. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. You're not going to get critiqued on grammar or anything like that. So absolutely I love the the structuredness of the journaling with those positive psychology questions. I think that's phenomenal. Um, but I really love the the automatic writing side of things as well. I think what that the automatic writing is what that allows you to do. It allows you because you know when you a data dump. Yeah, and you have when you when you know we haven't you haven't worked through something in your life yet, you don't quite understand what's happened or what's going on. And if you automatic write it and just like whatever is in your heart or whatever you need to whatever's going on in your mind to come out in that automatic writing, mm. it is a way that you are workshopping and reorganizing your thoughts yeah. and it gives a greater understanding of what is worth holding on to and what is not. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and that's how a lot of um, uh, courses and, and, and business um, – oh, what am I thinking of? Um, a lot of um, a business workshop courses, I guess, yep, yep. are all about workshopping your own um, IP and ideas in yeah, yeah. exactly the same oh, way. Cool. It's like brain dumping, brain yep, dumping. Yep. And then you really get clear on your messaging. Yep. A lot of the work I do with speaking and how I've, you know, sort of worked out how to become a good speaker is yep. by like a lot of automatic writing. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, because I think, you know, it's the same thing like even in meditation and or even just daily life where you know, you can get intuitive downloads or thoughts or ideas or creative inspiration, but then they hit sort of the filter of the brain and the ego and yeah. then they don't ever usually come out the same way that raw yeah, idea came in. So that's where things like automatic writing are good because you get the raw, unfiltered stuff that creative. can come out that's yeah. not hasn't gone through these filters of what should be right and what yeah. shouldn't be. So that's yeah. a really cool way, like you said, to um, like reorganise. Did you say reorganising yeah. your thoughts yeah. or your ideas and things? Yeah, the way you perceive things or look at things. And so categorising it a little bit more so there's a bit more structure to the chaos. Yeah. Um, I reckon generally helps us to be more aware of what we want to focus on and this sets our brain up to notice more opportunities around us and then we can make them happen. And like meditation, journaling is also a tool that can help us to wash and empty our minds, letting go of stress and bad habits like overthinking that only leads to suffering and confusion. And using journaling can make us... Uh, we can make a conscious effort to focus on what we want, getting really clear on what that is for us. Mm. And this clarity and focus can be very healing and productive. Um, so that is um, really what I wanted to talk about in terms of dealing with change and I hope that we've given you guys some tools on what you can do and, you know, do it in your own way, do what works for you but definitely catching yourself in the moment, observing when you're just not feeling okay, being soft and kind to yourself and then um, having a morning and evening ritual that anchors mm. you such as journaling and meditation can be really, really helpful. Mm. So I think if we sort of sum all that up for people, because there's so much great stuff that you, you shared through there, so what would be one thing that you would recommend for others out there now? I think the most important thing is um, having a daily routine that works for you, that helps you to anchor yourself for, for surety, um, that your brain truly create, um, craves. Mm -hmm. And if you give yourself that from the start of the day, you're more inclined to open up um, and get out of your comfort zone. Yeah, and I, I think for me, you know, not only to others but even to myself, like I think that if we want to be better and we want to change, you know, we want personal growth, we need to welcome errors. 
Correct. So I know with my Virgo-ness, it likes organisation and structure and it likes everything to, you know, to flow in a nice symmetrical pattern. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that, you know, welcoming errors is okay and it's okay to admit to you that admit to yourself that you were wrong, yeah. however big or small that, yeah. that challenge might be. Yeah, I agree. No, that's a really good tip, Demo. On my journey, I think I've been really lucky to have the natural inclination to want to try new things. Like I've mm-hmm. always enjoyed variety and change naturally (coughs) excuse me but at times I have found it really hard to let go and embrace change and that's usually when I need to transform something Mm -hmm. inside of me Um, and what I'm scared of the most is usually that um, there is something behind that that I need to face yeah yeah that's what I've learned what about you I think it's quite simple actually I just think that um, understanding that life is complex And I think unpacking that, there can be a lot of growth and fun and joy out of that. And that doesn't always mean it's going to be easy. Yeah. And I think we have moments where things are phenomenal and it's amazing, but I I don't think life's hard. I think that's why I use the word complex. Yeah. So I think there's going to be times when there's quite complex problems to actually unpack. And you've got lots of um, information on your website too on how you help people, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And I think hopefully just through these podcasts you'll get to learn, you know, more about my personality and Amanda's personality and, you know, hopefully you'll get a lot from that as well. Beautiful. So that brings us to the end of today's episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. So thank you, Amanda, today for sharing your insights. Oh, pleasure. So a big thank you to you guys for tuning in and listening to the show. So if you love the podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate and give us a review because it really helps us. And if you want to find out more about us, you can do that at damienandamanda.com. So until next time, stay safe. And may the force be with you.